You found it, Japan What Podcast, blowing hot air out of the back end of Tokyo. I'm your co-host, Matt Bigelow. And I'm Mike Rogers. Good morning to you, Matt. Good morning. I keep on saying co-host, but I've been upgraded to host. Yeah, you're the host. I'm the co-host. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> so it's July. Um, I turned 40. You know, this is, yeah, go ahead. This is, a, this is a strange July. I mean, it was raining this morning. It's not raining now, and it looks like it might be sunny. But for rainy season to last almost halfway through July is quite unusual. Well, there's something called the um, atmospheric river. Is there? And it's this incredibly strange um, rain front that's starting up in Nepal, the Nepalese area in, in India. Mm-hmm. It's crossing mm-hmm. over China in a very narrow but dense stream of, of atmospheric pressure, surging across China through Shanghai and then catching up on a a uh, southern wind that's coming up to Japan and just smashing that atmospheric river in a Kyushu, which is facing incredible landslides and rains because of this whole yes. thing. Oh, and then just ooh. slamming wave after wave of, of super fast clouds packed with rain into, into the uh, archipelago here. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I don't want to say anything. You know, I have friends in Kyushu who, told me that things were pretty bad there and I hope that they're all fine. But as far as here in Tokyo, I, I hope it stays like this till October. I know. I hate I hate the hot weather. It's, I just can't it's terrible. In uh in the Kanto area where we are, uh, it's usually like thirty five degrees Celsius with ninety five percent humidity and everybody has to wear business clothes all the time and walk around on concrete. It's it's really a bad idea. Yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> Japan has four seasons. Did you know that? There's <laughs> yeah. um, there's shitty, shittier, even shittier than that, and then even worse than that. And then That's rainy season. Season. Then rainy season. <laughs> the bonus. The bonus round. When I, when I first moved here, when I first moved here, I think it was it was 1983. I was living in Hiyoshi. Do you know where that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like so a bed town wife- in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. We, my wife and I lived in this apartment, and you know, I I was excited living in Japan, and I I moved here in um, on August thirty first. All right. And so the rainy season started like the next day, September. And I used to think when I was a kid, you know, like I was brought up in a Baptist household, you know, rain for forty four days and forty four nights, and right. Noah built- and I kind of thought, like, yeah, right, right. Because in California, it rains 44 days, maybe in 10 years. Yes. But I moved to Japan, and I saw the rain, and I was thinking to myself one day, oh, man, it's very possible to rain 44 <laughs> days in a row, 144 days in a row. It was terrible. <laughs> well, but, uh, then that may have uh, triggered your biblical upbringings a little bit, too. You start looking mm. around for an arc or something. Yeah. So anyway. So what's what's up today? What are we doing today? Yeah, yeah. I got I got something for us here. Um I got uh I got this. Is it? Oh, is it? All right. 
So is it or is it? Is it or is it? And oh. this is this is a thing I do where I bring in this idea of. Wait a minute! You just said, "Is it or is it?" Yeah. Is that it? No, no, is no. Is it or not? Is it or isn't it? Uh, I'm confused. No, it's both. Is it? Oh, I see. It's, okay. Is it A or is it B? Oh, I see. In okay. this case, it's plastic. Plastic, okay. Especially in shops. So Japan okay. has this massive reputation for plastic in shops, where yes. you go to the bakery and they put every piece of bread in a, in a in a plastic bag and then put all of that in a plastic bag and then put the bag in a plastic bag. And if it's raining, they'll right. put a bag on top of the bag. Right. So to reduce this recently, they've been charging for bags nationwide. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. A three yen thing. So Hmm. this is to help the environment because we're using too much plastic. However, with COVID-19 raging, every Mm -hmm. store and every office building is covering itself with plastic. So I go to this bakery in Otemachi where I'm working for this newspaper and every uh-huh. everything has plastic over it and every plastic thing has plastic inside of it. And I'm walking mm-hmm. through this jungle of plastic. There's yeah. drapes and there's the plastic divider now between the, mm-hmm. the, the cashier and me. And I hand them all of this plastic behind their plastic and they say, if you want some plastic, because we're trying to save the environment, it's going to cost you three yen. <laughs> what? Yeah, actually, I went to the uh, convenience store the other day to buy my um, my health medicine, my uh, um, you know sterilizer, you know. Yeah. And uh, they said to me, "Do you want a bag? It's three yen." And I was like, three yen? Are you kidding me? This is at a convenience store." So I'm not used to convenience stores charging. And wait, I, I'm conflicted on this, and maybe you can help me. Yeah, Matt. that's what I'm here for, obviously. Um, I, I believe that, you know, there was this radio show once, and these two idiots were talking about how some stores start charging for plastic bags. And they were saying, we want free bags, we want free bags, because we can go to, like, the Family Mart or the Lawson's or the 7-Eleven. I'll try to name them all so maybe we can get a sponsor. Yes, yes, um, the mini stuff. <laughs> yeah, mini stuff. Soka Gaka but happy. They, they said that, um, you know, they want to get free bags. And I, I heard that, and I thought, how stupid can you be? Don't you understand that the 170-yen bag at the grocery store that charges you for bags that 170 yen bag of potato chips is 198 yen at the convenience store. So I'm conflicted. Like, um, I, I, of course I want free, free bag, but I also want prices to go down. So I guess I'm going to answer my question here. So them charging for the bags is a better choice. I think uh, it's gotta be, I mean, we gotta get used to carrying around more bags in our bags. Well, can I tell you something else about that? I, I this is a, I know we're not into conspiracy theory here. Oh, this is a free speech platform. Okay, which is well, probably why we're having issues with sponsors. Okay, my my very first job in my life, I was a bag boy at a grocery store near my home, and I don't remember the name of the grocery store because I got fired real quick. And these were in the days when people got uh, paper bags. And it was just at the crossover period between paper bags and plastic bags. And some stores started saying, you know, do you want a paper bag? Do you want a plastic bag? Paper or plastic? 
Yeah, paper, plastic. And their excuse was, there's so many trees being cut down that, you know, everyone should use plastic. And so I would, being, you know, just your typical kid, 16-year-old kid, I would, you know, in a big grocery bag, I would put like milk, eggs, and a loaf of bread. And that was it. And these bags would break. Yes. When people would take them out, the bags would break. And and I got in trouble for that. Like three or four times, the bags broke. I mean, I wasn't putting anything in them. And then the store manager fired me. And um, after that, the plastic bag boom came in. And everyone started using plastic bags. And then now all of a sudden, no more trees are cut down, save the environment. But now the plastic bags are wind up wrapped around some dolphin's neck. And they're supposed and, and to be I, smart. Yeah, I think. <laughs> well, maybe they just came back from shopping. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. But now, now we've gone full, mart. We, we've gone full circle. And at the grocery store, some grocery stores, like in America, I heard they told people that you know we have our plastic bags, and but we um, prefer that you bring your own bag but now a lot of grocery stores have forbidden people from bringing in their own bags because of COVID-19 it, it, yeah it's always something they're always trying yeah, to pull out our heartstrings with bags I know so I, I don't know you know I bring my bag all the time anyway you bring your I'm, my bag yeah I am such a cheapskate I refuse to pay three three in I feel pretty um, taken advantage of, especially if you go to a convenience store two or three times a day. You're looking at quite the increase in cost over time. Screw that. Yeah. Well, so anyways, that's just my little uh, tidbit information. Uh, All right. Anyway, about the conspiracy that I saw with my own eyes. <laughs> well, you know, to, 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 to add on to that. Um, the ATM was originally introduced as a way to reduce costs as well and to right. have people not just stand inside of a bank giving money to people. The idea was, oh, this is a technology. You can get your money anywhere, anytime, and we don't have to have yep. people just sitting there giving you money. That's right. And this mm. will reduce cost. And then before you know it, mm. all these privatized ATMs were coming out charging you two twenty five to take out a 20 Yeah. And... And most of the bank ATMs are inside the bank, so when the bank closes, you can't access them anyway. It's a pretty nutty world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have this one to do. So, I turned 40 last week. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. What's your name again? Uh, my name is Matthew. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to age into the age-appropriate age that I am. And I have a, a list here of five reasons why I know I'm 40. Okay. All right. Number one. Drum roll. Here we go. At my birthday celebration, I ate a piece of pie and then did the mm -hmm. dishes. Oh. That's how you know you're so Your wife was happy with you with that. Yeah. Number two, I mm. bought two pairs of the same slacks by accident 
and I am happy about that. And in fact, I should have bought more. <laughs> That's. But I don't want to take away your thunder here. You know how old I am? Yeah. Well, you're good. I you're always good. buy two, two or three of the same <laughs> shirts and pants because I don't. I don't care. Just, it, just put, honey, just put the clean ones in the drawer at the top, and I just take the top one. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. So people are always saying to me, "You're wearing the same clothes for like three or four days." I'm like, "No, th th these are different." <laughs> I'm like Steve Jobs. I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the next one? Okay, number three: the Nasdaq suddenly and automatically makes sense. Wow, that's. Yeah, you're going to have to explain that one to me. I don't know. How's that? I think uh, when I was younger, the NASDAQ just looks like a bunch of nonsense numbers. But after understanding some markets and uh, oh. sales and things like that, you kind of go, oh, the NASDAQ is up. That must mean some sort of corporation is expanding or um, there's some massive investment in something, you know? So it's uh. not just a random line working willy-nilly against me. It's it's, uh -oh. it's something that makes sense that's working against me. Yeah. Or the Fed has printed a bunch of money. That's also true. Modern <laughs> monetary theory, where you print yeah. money digitally and make interest off of the negative interest rates of the people you lend it to. That's right. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more trillion, please. Okay. Okay, number four. <laughs> um, yeah. Watching, uh, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. It's a bit long, but watching a young newbie at the supermarket trying to figure out how to operate the cash register goes from a source of frustration to a new form of entertainment. Ah, yes. <laughs> Especially with those automatic checkout, yeah, with, with the tellers or whatever. They, 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 yeah, they're, they they're all a bunch of buttons and codes and things <laughs> yeah. like that. And uh, this is the last one. Mm. Um, people start giving me what I like. And in my case, it's high quality whiskey. Oh. So I have received not one, but two bottles of single malt, high level, high grade Japanese whiskey this year. Two. Wow. Two. Wow. Well, and they're not from your wife. Nope. One nope. was from oh. a uh, a coworker, and the other one was mm -hmm. from my brother. They don't even know each other. Wow, that's really great! Congratulations. Thank you. And those are the five reasons why I know I'm forty. Wow, Matt. I hate whiskey. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I love it. I love it too much. If I used to drink it, though. I used to drink it. I drink it with soda, but, uh, just whiskey, soda. I'm a happy man. Bourbon, oh, really? Especially bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, my dad used to drink that stuff all the time. When I was a little kid, when my parents would go out, I would break into the cabinet where the whiskey was, and I'd pour myself a shot of whiskey. And I'm talking about like when I was 9 or 10 years old, Ouch. and I would down it. And then I would take, <laughs> take tap water and put it back into the bottle. <laughs> I asked him. <laughs> I asked, oh, and I used to also add soy sauce to fix the color because I was worried that he'd notice that it was like getting 
getting thin, I used to do that. And I said to my dad, probably when I was like 40, did you know that I was doing that? And he said, no. He's just like, huh, I'm, the, the Japanese must have bought out this whiskey company because it's <laughs> tasting like soy sauce. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, okay. We got an interview to go to, but before we do so, uh, tell people about uh, where they can find your stuff, Mike. What stuff? Your oh, shows. my radio show. Okay, I have, actually, I have several radio shows. Um, first one I should announce is Color Red, and it's a new jazz, funk, soul uh, thing. And I, I guess the best place to find where it, where it is and what time it's on is if you go to Facebook or Twitter, and every day I post the schedule. And there's also the Mike Rogers Show, which is on in uh, 18 countries and 38 radio stations. So I have no idea when that's on, on air, but I put the schedule up every day. And then I do a show on Love FM in Kyushu on Wednesday nights at 11. And then I do a show on Chofu FM on Monday nights at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. I all right. That. How about you? Well, yes, we have the uh, the Japan What podcast, which is available on all your uh, podcatcher platforms. In addition, we do I do the art every week, and you can get it locally at matthewpmbigelow.com or just do your search, Japan What Podcast, and start streaming. If you're interested in making a little donation, you can go to the website, matthewpmbigelow.com. There's a donate item there. And we also have the website, uh, paypal.me slash Japan, W-U-T. All right. Oh, yeah. Pay, pay, PayPal charges too much money, doesn't it? Yeah, but if people just want to ship me money, I'll just take it. Yeah, I guess so. It's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, we have an interview to go to. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hello. Here we go. Henry Morris is an audio engineer from the UK with a degree in music technology and audio systems. He got involved with the music scene in Japan at a small live house and then secured an internship there for a year working as a live audio engineer. After graduating university, no from, he moved back to Japan where he now teaches uh, and freelances as an audio engineer, videographer, and voiceover artist. Over the last few years, he has engineered many theater shows and music events, including the comedian Eddie Lizard, Eddie Izzard, I'm sorry, in Tokyo in 2017, and recorded and produced a show as part of BBC Radio 3 Proms in 2019. Henry Morse, welcome to the show. Hello. Listen to that crowd. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, Henry. Hey, thanks for having hey. me on. It's great to be yeah. here. <laughs> All right, so um, first things first. How did you, we were talking, uh, chatting and, and doing some, some preliminary work, Henry, and it, it struck me that maybe just I'm taking a stab in the dark right out of the gutter here, but um, <laughs> maybe, uh, is it true that you are getting a lot more um, job offers to do Zoom video podcast recording compared to maybe a few years ago, uh, music recording? Is that true? 
Yeah. So what kind of happened was I would used to go out to um, rehearsal studios and to little small venues with um, with a friend with um, a bunch of recording equipment and we go and record there. But um, because of Corona and all this stuff, I mean, I've kind of had to look for online jobs that are offline. So, <laughs> so less jobs that mean going to places and more just sitting here and doing stuff. And because of Corona, I guess people have been... Um, They've been wanting podcasts and more audio content and more online content. So that led to me kind of actively seeking out jobs like that, which led to the whole editing Zoom podcasts. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait, so so you're you're doing you're doing that now? A lot of Zoom podcast uh, engineering for people? Uh yeah, I've had a few come in. I'm kind of work jumping between I'm kind of jumping between um, three podcasts at the moment. Just wow, people are kind of recording through Zoom and then sending to me to edit. So, so if I had a like, like uh, I have a let's say I have a rock band. It's really cool. We played at Tokyo Dome. Well, yeah. not, that's not true. But anyway, um, I've got four guys. One guy's in California. One guy's in uh, Washington State. Uh, um, I'm here, and there's another guy in Hokkaido. So how do we do that on a Zoom production? You know, they have these things, yeah. right? Where everybody plays. How did they do that? So so actually one of the very first uh, kind of international projects I got involved with right when I started playing guitar about 10 years ago was um, how I got involved with Japan. But um, one of my friends played guitar and I wanted him to play a solo on my album. So usually how you would do that is Zoom has tons of lag, which creates all kinds of problems. Like people talk over each other. Uh, people like, you know, there's, there's dropouts in the audio, but that also translates to music. So you can't jam together through zoom, uh, and have it sound nice. You know, you can kind of share ideas, but what you can do is, uh, make the ideas through zoom, like you kind of would in a, in a rehearsal studio and then get them to send the audio to you by giving them something to play over. That's oh, you mean so I would I would record the drums first, yeah, the drums, exactly, and then the bass, yeah, and then the guitar, and then and then my vocals would come on after that, right? Exactly, yeah, okay, it's wow. yeah, that's that's generally how you do it. Oh, so that's not so hard as long as the recording is okay and doesn't. Well, there shouldn't drop out. I mean, you'll you'll be recording it. At your yeah, studio, if if then, it's yeah. if it's locally, it's fine. But then you're dealing with people sending you things that are the wrong sample rate, or you know, oh. dealing with their setups. But yeah, you know, people that's, that's insisting on an MP3, and then somebody else wants to use an AIFF, and then someone else is using Wave, and then somebody's using a Mac, and somebody's using a PC. All of that type of I stuff. Had, I had someone send me a. Uh, was it an SFW file the other day? A shockwave uh, flash file. Whoa. <laughs> Is that a Windows file? That's a Windows file? It's it's a Macromedia like flash, like what Macromedia. You, I yeah, remember yeah, exactly. them. <laughs> <laughs> and um I tried to convert it to something I could use and it only got like the first eight seconds of audio. And uh and I thought that was it. And they were like, no, there's like two minutes after that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on because <clears throat> uh, everybody's on Zoom. Um, my wife is uh, uses language for her job and she's doing a lot of remote work right now. And they're all using Zoom too. And this is a high-level um, consultancy. 
firm. Um, so it seems that not only musicians or podcasters, but also consultants or like everybody is using Zoom. So Henry, let's get into it. The do- wait a minute. What happened to Skype, Henry? Yes. What happened? <laughs> what to happened Skype? to Skype? What happened? What to happened? Henry, what happened? what happened to Skype? <laughs> you got so bloated. <laughs> it's so slow. Oh, is that is that what it is? It's just slow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's so slow. You used it recently? Like, <laughs> no, because nobody uses it, and I'm exactly. not really like a technical leader. So if everybody says we're going to zoom, then oh, okay. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, oh. it, it just bloatware. Microsoft has. I this- gotta, I gotta sell my my Skype stock. I'll be right back. Thirty <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry to> zero. <laughs> Microsoft has this uh, horrible reputation of buying things, making it worse, and then and then piling on all of their board engineers uh, to just find bells and whistles to add on to it. You know, it's it's really a a horrible thing they do to the world. Remember that motherfucking paper <laughs> clip from Microsoft Word that would pop up and offer to help and then never help? Uh, that's what I hear do. he got a job. I hear he got a job at Twitter. <laughs> so, Henry, the do's and the don'ts of successful or unsuccessful Zoom podcast recording. Because everybody thinks, it's just my computer. It'll work just fine. But no, that's not the case. Henry. It's an audio podcast, but I was I was shaking my head vigorously when you were saying that it, it's it's just my computer audio. Yeah, so let let's start with the don'ts. Uh, don'ts. Um, I like donuts. Don't. Let, let's start, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on that. I'm gonna start with the Good. do's because okay. I'll lead into my okay. <laughs> Um, so biggest do's for uh, for a Zoom podcast. Do please wear headphones. Any headphones that you have, it doesn't matter. Put those on. It'll stop your. Uh, it'll stop the voice of other people from echoing back into your microphone, which creates a horrible effect that makes it sound like you're in a very long tunnel, and then the the sound's just bouncing back. Um, also, if you've got headphones, uh, generally they'll they'll have some kind of uh, inline mic on them. Uh, that's pretty okay if that's all you've got, um, and you're a guest on a podcast, and you need something really quick. Any headphones with an inline mic will do you better than using a laptop microphone or a phone microphone uh, from my experience because I'll just pick up less room sound and less echo and less typing on a keyboard and, and all that horrible stuff. Um, if, you, if you're going to step it up a bit and maybe you're hosting a podcast or you've, you've had a podcast that's, that's getting a bit popular, uh, it's worth investing in a USB audio interface. Uh, this will let you plug in a nice microphone into your computer and it'll just improve everything. It'll make everything sound way nicer. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot um, if you're just using it for a podcast. Uh, you could look at something by Behringer. Uh, they get a bad rap, but I've, I've had pretty good, pretty good luck with their audience faces. Uh, something by Behringer or Zoom. Zoom also make really nice kind of consumer semi-pro audio stuff. And then for a microphone... Um, look for a condenser microphone, personally. Um, they're, they're very sensitive, but they give you that kind of nice kind of voice sound that you're going to be looking for. But if uh, if you're in a, a kind of bad acoustic space, maybe it's noisy outside, then I'd maybe look for a dynamic microphone, which are less sensitive, but um, they'll pick up less external sounds. 
And you can um, get decent ones these days for about a hundred bucks. So like a Behringer yeah. interface can be fifty dollars to a hundred dollars, then another it's like a two hundred dollar investment. And any hobby yeah. requires an investment. Golf requires an investment. If you even get to go on a road trip, you gotta put in a couple hundred bucks for gas and things like that. So if yeah. you just think everything is free, you're gonna get what you pay for, right? Yeah, exactly. And no one's gonna listen to your podcast if it sounds like it was recorded on a shoe <laughs> you yeah. unless you're famous but, yeah <laughs> right brad but, but, pitt can record in a shoe and we'll listen to him but if you're not brad pitt level get rid of the shoe buy a usb for you another thing i'll say is look at multi-track recording because that's going to mean a bit more editing and a bit more post work but you're going to get a much nicer product after. So basically, multi-track recording is where each person on the podcast records individually, uh, locally. This that sounds like a lot of work, Henry. It is a lot of work because you'll be getting random file types and you'll be lining things up and all this stuff. But kind of what I've found happens with Zoom is that there's a, there's a weird shifting time delay. So if you're trying to match up a Zoom recording with a multi-track recording... Uh, they'll go in and out of sync <laughs> through like an hour-long podcast, which is a pain. So try and get everyone to record locally, send you the files, and then you sync them back up. And then that gives you individual control over each person's mic when you're editing and mixing. So if someone coughs or pops their mic or they're going, hmm, hmm, yeah, yeah. Every time you say something, that means that you can just duck that out and not have to worry about it. Ah, I see. But at the start, though, you can do like like they do in film, right? Yeah. Just say, okay, here we go. Clap. Oh, drop drop 500 yen on a a dog toy, which is used for training training dogs. And then uh, you can click that. And then that gives you a, a perfect uh, jump in your waveform for you to- My dog just had just raised when you clicked that. Looking over <laughs> here like, what's going on over there? <laughs> we have that. Henry just made a mistake, so <laughs> she rolled over. She's expecting a treat. <laughs> um, so, so that kind of covers the do's and the don'ts. I think you know, make sure that your audio is good, and make sure that you're trying to multi-track when you can, and just drop a little bit of money on on gear because I think that's that's a really worthwhile investment. I have like a nice I have a comment about micro uh, headphones that have an inline microphone inside of them. Now, yeah. if you are a business person or if you're wearing a collared shirt, like a polo shirt, that inline microphone is at the perfect length to start rubbing against a collar. And is not like a, a C-O-L-L-A-R, not like a person who's calling, but a collar. Not like a dog collar, but a human collar, right? A human collar. I used to watch that TV show, Matt, Dialing for Dog Collars. Yes, it was a great show. Oh. Whatever happened to it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never mind. I'm and just throwing it. It will rub against the collar of the shirt, and the inline mic is just a piece of plastic, so this has a real massive rubbing effect on everything you do. So even though you might be making great points, it sounds like somebody is, is rubbing sandpaper in your ears. So make yeah. sure that you got control over your inline microphone because it will fuck everything up. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, then let me give you, tell you what happened one time in a, a recording studio, like recording music. This lady had all this, this necklace, necklace shit on tons of necklace stuff. And she refused to take it off. 
And Stupid. when she sang, it was just like <laughs> the whole time. So don't wear necklaces. Matt, you're not wearing a necklace, are you? No. No good. No, no, good. none that you can see on the other on the upper half of my body. Yeah. Okay, so what else should should we not do? So I'm kind of going back to what you shouldn't do. Um just try and if if you're a guest on a podcast, try to not talk over the host. If if they're just recording one track, then try and be quiet until you know, try again with the lag, it's hard, right? Because you can't just jump in like a, a normal conversation. You're always going to be kind of clipping off the tail of what they're saying. Uh, and again, watch if you're if you just happen to be using like a an inline mic on your headphones. Uh, just make sure that that's under control because yeah, like like Matt said, that will ruin a podcast. <laughs> and, um, I totally agree with you. And what do you think is the good thing about Zoom? A good thing about Zoom. Uh, good thing about Zoom is that it's fast and easy. Like you can literally just drop a link to someone and get them on. So it's not a rigmarole of, oh, let me log into my Skype account and oh no, I forgot my password. Hang on. And yeah, you know, all this stuff. It's it's much easier to get on Zoom and get people on Zoom and get them going, which is really nice. The audio quality, if you're just recording through Zoom, through their inbuilt recorder, um, I think that's what most people are using tends to be pretty good. And there's also an option in Zoom to uh, turn on original sound. I think that's what the option's called. But yeah. that'll just send your mic signal straight through Zoom without any of the noise cancellation stuff on it, which you should turn off if you've got a nice microphone. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you're multi-tracking, it's also worth just recording the, the call feed as well just so that you can um, match them back up. It's much easier to sync if you've got a, a, a mix of the of the call and then you've got each person's multi-tracked mic. You can then sync back up to that, which is really nice. But um, yeah, in, a, in an age where everything's subscription-based and everything's got accounts and different logins and stuff, it's quite refreshing actually to just have a Zoom uh, link that you can just click and go, you know. I'll, I'll add That's this. right. That's right. I don't have to log into Zoom. And it automatically yeah, every time we turn on this and it gives stupid, you the password and no it, mistakes. Yeah, this stupid Skype thing I have to log in and every time it says, please change your password. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all terrible. This is that if you're doing corporate work and everybody is paid to be in the Zoom meeting, the audio quality isn't really that important because the important thing is that people are there to make money. But if you're doing entertainment um, or something like that, like podcasting, having audio quality is really necessary because it's the person's choice to push that button and access the audio quality. So that's the thing for me. If I'm getting paid, I don't give a flying fuck about the audio quality. But if it's my choice, I know that these days, because so many podcasters are getting some gear, a lot of people I even like, if they don't have good quality anymore, I just skip over them and go to someone with better audio quality. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but it just can't be someone screaming into their laptop. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Henry, let me ask you a question. So I, on my radio show, I often do interviews yeah. with, with people. So if I click this turn on original sound, that means my microphone original sound or does it yeah. mean also yeah. theirs? 
I, I believe I've not tested it, but um, I believe what that's doing is just sending the microphone signal straight through Zoom uh, without any of their like noise reduction or um, I see. echo cancellation on and stuff. Yeah, because it's, I, it's it, mm, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I think it may be it, it will still be compressed. I think by Zoom compression, you know, it's got that kind of yeah. wishy-washy underwater sound. It'll still have that to it, but it won't have any of the kind of nasty noise cancellation that they put on it. Oh, like oh, the okay. AI noise cancellation, not not like your computer plugins that pay you pay money for, but the software inside of in the software inside of Zoom that's doing a whole yeah. bunch of things you don't want it to. So you recommend yeah, no, you recommend what what's the recommendation setting you think, Henry? Uh, I can I can pull up the settings. But turn on original button. sound. Yeah, turn on turn, original. turn on original sound at the top left. All right, um, that's fine. Uh, so Henry, where can people find you? They can find me at my freelancing website where I work with my friend. That's twenty twenty production dot com. Uh, we're going to have to change that because 2020 has been a terrible year and we don't want to be associated with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not good for the brand. Uh, not good for the brand. Uh, In hindsight, you, you might have to change that name. Hindsight is not 2020. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, or you can email me at henry at 2020production.com. That's 2020production.com. Um, if you need any audio stuff or edits or voiceovers or whatever send me an email wait so henry you 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 hire people to do voiceovers oh they they, they hire me i'm i oh they hire you as a voiceover guy. Yeah, yeah you you and i wouldn't compete because you have a british accent exactly or no i have an american <laughs> accent i don't know yeah so okay <laughs> all right henry thanks for well, being if you on. ever need an american accent if you need an american accent guy call me if you need a canadian <laughs> accent call me at MatthewPMBigelow.com. Are you a Canadian? Yes. Oh, my God. I know. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> I'm trying to escape my past. Henry, thank you for <laughs> yeah. being on the podcast. Thank you, nice Henry. Cheers. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Donate to the Japan What Podcast by going to paypal.me forward slash Japan WUT. All right, and we're back. One thing I got to correct is uh, I made a mistake with Henry's introduction. He didn't intern at a live house. He interned at a theater, and I think he's going to correct me on that in the notes. As oh, well. my God. I know. Oh, my God. I know. He's a stickler for details, that Henry. Oh, is he? Yeah, the detail stickler. Sound Henry. guys have to be. Sound guys have to be stickler for details. I agree. And, uh, and I know guys. I know some sound guys who are just a total pain in the ass. But they get the job done, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, he sounded like a guy who gets the job done. If You know, I wouldn't say that if I didn't think so, just because he's coming on the podcast, but uh, he was very thorough. Yeah, but he's not going to get you or me a job. I know, I know, I know. But I thought those, <laughs> the do's and, people need to know about the do's and don'ts, though, of this new technology, you know? I've seen a lot of abuse, and it's it's really a shame, because... One, it's like that one person who farts in a room, you know, it kills the conversation and only one person enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, but that was a nice talk. Henry is a nice guy. Yeah. Contact him at his webpage, 2020 Productions, soon to be 
something else. Big something else. <laughs> 2020 yeah. is not the year. Pandemic Corona Productions. Um, I don't think 2020 is such a bad name. Yeah, me neither. I wonder if they're just overreacting. Um, it could be like a the youth in their cancel culture, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 40 now. I don't have to care about that, hopefully. It's not like I have a massive Twitter following. Hey, you know, so you're today, Matt, Matt is 40 years old. I got to tell you about your future. Please. And I swear to God, this is true. All right. Um, I'm almost 63 years old now. You don't and, look a um, day over 60. Thanks. And uh, when I... One day, and I swear to God, it was just like this. One day, I kind of, uh, op- it was like the clouds cleared. I opened my eyes, looked around, and I realized I was like 60 years old. But I swear to God, in my heart, the way I felt, it was like, man, last week I was 40. And the same thing happened to me when I turned about 40. I, th- like the clouds cleared. I opened my eyes. I looked around and thought, <laughs> shit. I used to be like 25 years old. What happened? It's, it's If you'd have told me when I was like 19 and playing in the punk band and doing everything that I would live to be 63 years old, I would not believe you. So enjoy your time on this earth, Matthew, my friend. Plan on it. I, and raise your children well. Teach your wife to sing. Oh, wait a minute. That's a... Buffalo Springfield song. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's weird because I don't, everybody says I don't feel 40, but I feel my age when I think about the year. So when I think about the year 2000, and that's like mm-hmm. Iraq War and George W. Bush, and uh, that really feels like 20 years ago when I think about it that wow. way. Uh, but when I just think about myself, yeah, it feels like just the other day I was. I was doing country music in Victoria, BC, with a, at a with a party band at at university parties and stuff like that. Wow. Um, well, anyways, happy birthday! Happy thanks, birthday. man. Thanks, man. Um, I got two very brief news stories here, and eh, we don't have to get into it too much. But Japan's annual white paper is about supply chains, basically this year. And um, this is kind of saying the coronavirus pandemic has wreaked havoc on global supply chains, triggering the worst recession since the Great Depression of the 1930s. So this is more than the Iraq War and more than um, mm. what you might call it, the Great Recession in 2008. Holdups in shipments of auto parts and electronic components from China had halted factory production in Japan. And now diversifying procurement routes began in order to mitigate future risks. So while we're all huddled down in the coronavirus mm. pandemic, the supply chain gods are currently building tracks. And I think that's yeah. why the NASDAQ went up, because uh, I can automatically understand oh, it well, now because I'm 40. Yeah, but, um, you know, the, the supply chains are interrupted, but uh, the buy chains more. I, the people aren't buying cars now, from what I heard. Yeah, no. they, they're trying to engineer something like a 5G auto-driving car network that we're all just supposed to automatically adapt. Oh, well, and not only cars, but I noticed in my neighborhood, they, they you know, tore down old houses and rebuilt new ones. None of them have sold. It used to be. Wow. And I'm, I'm talking like a year ago, 
it used to be that they would put a new house on the market and three months later it was sold. But now there's, there's several houses that are like, it's been like a year and a half since they built them. They're not sold. And there's lots now where they just knocked down the old houses and haven't built anything. It's pretty so I guess crazy. it makes, it makes sense not to build a new house. Cause it, if someone's going to buy the land, that's the part that's expensive, right? Yep. They're going to buy the land. Then they're going to pay for the house. They'll get the money up front, I guess. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Bylines and we kind of, everything, everybody sold everything to China and now we don't make anything and people are surprised that young people don't have enough money to buy expensive shit except for designer sneakers and smartphones. Oh. You know? It's yeah, kind of well, a, what you gonna do? Yeah, well it's it's kind of uh India, the United States, and I guess Japan and several other countries are a little bit irked at uh China right now. <laughs> Can't blame them. <laughs> right. and this is a segment I haven't done for a while, but it's called Stupid Gaijin of the Week. Okay. Stupid Gaijin of the Week. Stupid Gaijin. Best G-O-T-W. And this is... <laughs> I made that song myself, by the way. So this oh, is... Oh, that's, that's nice. That's very nice. Former Lotte Marines pitcher Randy J. Jackson Jr. was arrested Friday on suspicion of cannabis possession at his home in Chiba. The 32-year-old <coughs> American who played for the Hiroshima Carp between 2016 and 2018 and joined the Chiba-based Marines this year remained silent when asked about his bottles of cannabis con- concentrate in liquid form from allegedly found during a search Tuesday. Uh, according to super mysterious sources, hmm, the police mm-hmm. searched Jackson's home after receiving information from an informant. Snitches you know, this get kind of rewards. This, this kind of sports story, uh, it's sports player, athlete, whatever they call, and doing drugs in Japan. This story pops up once every two years or something like that, and I, I just have to think, like, God, are you stupid, Gaijin of the I week? I mean, you, you, yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, you get to come to Japan and play baseball. I, I don't think that's work. And maybe you're not getting tons of money, but you're you're getting you're making enough money and and uh, maybe get between three hundred thousand and seven hundred thousand a year. Oh, so yeah, so you're getting paid well, and you're gonna throw that away, and everyone knows that this guy's done. Oh, yeah. even 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 if he he's um what court or whatever, like innocent, and they they send it back. No Japanese team, no Korean team. No Chinese team, no Taiwan team is going to hire him again. He's so he threw it all away. To get high. Yeah. Hey, you can go to the convenience store and for 145 yen, you can buy shochu. And trust me, that will get you high. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly. Trust me. So that's our guiding of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. I, I it, it depends where you are there's a huge pot smoking culture or growing around the world it's not in japan and i don't see why you would you would try to wrangle your way around the law just to smoke a bit of pot so that's why he's the stupid gaijin of the week so, so wait a minute how long is baseball season baseball season runs from- oh i don't know i think it's like 
I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm going to say things and make everybody angry. I think it's from like April to November. Okay. Something like that. Right. Yeah. And I think you're right. Or maybe October. I don't know. But so yeah, that's like six months of the year. And then the other six months you can go back to the States and do whatever you want. But doing that here is not, not rocket science material, scientist material there. Do you think that it was like somebody who was a fan from a dealer and a fan from the previous team and he sold them out? Because <laughs> somebody ratted this guy out, you know? Yeah, well, it, 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 you never know because a long time ago, I used to live in um, Setagayaku and I had a next door neighbor who I came home one day and there was like lots of people just there. You know, and they asked me who I was. I was like, I'm, I live here. And they, uh, they said, okay, go, go in. And this guy had mailed himself marijuana and he was growing marijuana in his apartment. Now, I, I, you know, maybe you can get away with growing marijuana. It's not sunny in Japan. So I, I can't see you doing it without what, what are those lights called? Halogen lights? Oh, uh, yeah. Halogen. They're, yes. Weed lights. So there's going to, you're, a, I, I think they might think like, well, this is strange. His electrical bill has been 8,000 yen a month every month for all of a sudden. All of a sudden, his electrical bill is 100,000 yen. So they might think that's strange. But I found out that he was had his brother or somebody sending him marijuana inside of ballpoint pens. Now, yeah, this is a genius idea. But let's say you're a customs guy at, at Narita. And you get this package from uh, wherever it is, Connecticut or whatever. And then it says ballpoint pens. <laughs> now, I know, I know that you might think like, hmm, we don't have ballpoint pens in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's sending packs of these like 20 ballpoint pens. So they arrested him. And I don't know what happened to him. I'm sure he went to prison. Yeah. But and then got kicked out and was told never to come back. Yeah, so it's just like, what are you thinking about? <laughs> what? I mean, seriously. God. And anyhow. that's why we call him Stupid Gadget of the Week. <laughs> Stupid Gadget. That's G O T W. God, I would love to be able to get paid like, you know, $300,000 or something just to play baseball. I'm. How, we have to work. I know. They just got to run after a ball. I know. So anyhow. All right. Mike, thank you very much for. Okay. I think a very good show efforts. today. Yes. I yeah. had a good time. We got the ball rolling in the right direction. I feel, uh, you know, uh, the ballast has been, has been rocking back and forth. I'm banned on Facebook uh, I'm shadow banned there, definitely. I've I've had sources confirm it, and uh, uh, getting around that has a, has its challenges. But I'm I'm up to the challenge, and uh, that way it's just my own efforts as well. Instead of m- Facebook's mysterious algorithms suddenly changing the rules all the time, fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, listen to the show. Please share it on your Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, share it on your Facebook and see if you can get one person to like it. <laughs> I did, and I was the only one who liked it. I, know. I was surprised. 
But was surprised. 90% of the social media traffic, and it's more than just one, right? So, you know, hundreds of people, if not thousands, are coming to the show via Facebook. I don't know why they're not, it's not being liked on Facebook, but it's, that's just, I think it's a podcasting oh. metric. How did um, the Lee Papa interview show go? Uh, it went well. It got it got high marks on the iTunes. Very popular, maximum popular rating on the iTunes. Um, so we were number one. Oh, how did we do? Actually, no. I, I want to know because Lee Popa is a very famous, world famous engineer. He's worked with Tool Ministry. Um, a bunch of like heavy metal bands. He was in the heavy metal industrial scene in the eighties and he was hilarious and a great talk. We had him on the show. Then we had Elliot Grove too from rain dance and Elliot uh, was the, is the founder of rain dance. It's been, I don't know, 28 or 29 years. Elliot Grove has handled that. He told us all the insides, and insides, in, outs of how to get your film accepted at a film festival, what to expect at a film festival, whatever. I know. I, 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 for me, it's a fascinating. I think times are moving on a little bit as well, you know. Um, people mm. are wondering if there ever will be another movie theater culture and all of that. So with Lee Papa, we got up to 37 on the Japan oh. iTunes. And that's, that's really good because they calculated out of a total of 100 to 400. And uh-huh. most of... We're like one of the only few that are independent. Most of the top 100 mm. are like NHK or corporate backed or something like that. Oh, and Japanese mm. as well. You know, we're an English speaking podcast. So yeah, yeah, we need yeah. every person to like and subscribe and leave a comment or leave a like or leave five stars or something like that. Because that's the only way that we can ever um, attract any kind of traction because we don't have billions of dollars like um, NHK does. And with um, Elliot Grove, we got up to 54, so we could have thought we could have done a little bit better with that one. That's uh, a little disappointing, to be honest. But I don't think um, Rain Dance promoted a, a show. Me neither. I, I didn't them. really receive anything. I'm not sure why. Okay, I was going to send it to him. All right. Okay. Well, there we <laughs> well, go. I'll see you next week, man. See you next week, Mike, and everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and catch you t- next time. Blowing hot air to the back end of Tokyo. I'm your host, Matt Bigelow. Yeah, he's the host, Matt Bigelow, and I'm your co-host, Mike Rogers. Thanks for listening. I think I paid too much.